holiday season, the Happy Homeschooler podcast is running a holiday giveaway. That's right. You can win a Happy Homeschooler podcast coffee mug absolutely free of charge. It's perfect for sipping from as you plan a semester or even as you listen to your favorite homeschooling podcast. And entering is easy. Just be sure you're following our Instagram, Facebook page, or that you're a member of our Facebook group. Find the contest post and comment tagging three of your friends. You can comment on each of those pages and you'll be entered for each comment. On January 1st, we'll choose three winners and they'll win a gorgeous, wonderful, happy homeschool podcast coffee mug. Be sure to enter to win an extra present this Christmas. And now on with the show. Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Melody. I'm your co-host, Holly. Well, Holly, today we'll be discussing this past year's episodes, as well as taking a look forward at what's in store for 2022. But before we do that, let's catch up a little bit. This episode will air after Christmas, but it's still, you know, we're gearing up for Christmas right now, and I'm sure you're really busy. What are y'all, what are y'all doing? Oh, well, we just have so many appointments this month, which is already normal busy time. And then we have getting ready for Christmas and appointments. Uh, my dog has an appointment next week. My husband has an appointment. I have an appointment. It's just like, wow, everybody's trying to wrap things up before the end of the year. But I'm trying to have fun with it, too. You know, we're watching Christmas movies. We're talking about what we're going to be uh, baking. Um, everybody gets to pick a cookie. So we're discussing what those cookies are. <laughs> That's a what fun if, idea. Oh, yeah. I don't make tons of cookies. So you tell me what you want and we'll and I'll make it. One of my kids loves oatmeal scotchies. So I always make those. His birthday is also two days before Christmas. So um, he always gets oatmeal scotchies. My youngest son said he wants peanut butter cookies. Dad wants chocolate chip. What about you? What are you all? What are you doing right now? Well, we just went shopping for cabinets for my new little house. And so that's in the works. Things have changed at the store. We thought we would be carrying home the flat packs and start putting things together, but they're going to be delivered. And we have this little wait time between, you know, ordering them and having them in hand so we can start building that. So we're still doing, you know, pack in. I think people are going to have a paint the baseboards party and (laughs) it's just fun, you know, Still moving, still getting things ready to move. But by the time this airs, we'll be in our new little house. And then, you know, How next exciting. year I'll be unpacking. So all of that gets going. It is fun. Uh, but I, I've had to stop and think about how I'm going to figure out the baking because I accidentally packed some things I may need. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, whoops. I know where they are and I can go get them. But I thought I had a better plan. I did have a plan. Just they fit in a imagine. box. And- Moving at this time of the year when there are so many things already crammed into the holiday season. So I just think it's amazing you're still planning to bake any cookies. Oh, well, you know, you have to bake some of your things. There are other things that just like didn't make the list. So <laughs> just dropped them. 
which is what we do as we go along, right? This won't work. Right. Reevaluate, step back, reevaluate. Let's figure out what's going to be the best. And also what's the most important thing? What are the things that matter the most to us? And so that's true. I, I am missing not getting to decorate for Christmas, but I did pull out a few things and I pulled out all the Christmas mugs. So that can be my decorating because next year go. I'll get to go all out. And so that'll be lots of that'll fun. That'll be fun. So let's get into our episode. We want to celebrate the end of the year and take a trip down memory lane. Looking over this year's episodes, we want to review those and revisit them, kind of highlight the noteworthy ones or just our favorites or the ones that resonated the most with our listeners. So Holly, would you like to start us off and go back to the beginning of the year and let's take a look? Sure. Well, the first episode we did in 2021 was top 10 homeschooling mistakes to avoid in 2021. And that actually was one of my favorite episodes. What was your favorite about it? Well, I think it's really good to know what pitfalls are lurking ahead of you so you can try to avoid them. And I wish someone had talked to me about things to watch out for when I started homeschooling. You know, one of the things we talked about that in that episode was have an end to your school day. And I think that would have saved me a lot of heartache and my kids as well if I hadn't tried so hard to make everything educational from the morning oh, yeah. till the night. That's good insight. And into the school day is just one of the things we discussed in that episode. But what would you say to someone wondering how to balance the end of the school day with a learning lifestyle where everything is a learning opportunity? Like we, we talked about that more recently. Yeah. So for me, what that meant was if my child came and asked me a question, I wasn't going to make them go look up the question, you know, go find the answer. If they asked me how to spell a word, I wasn't going to be, <laughs> let's go <laughs> get the dictionary. Yeah, I would tell them. And then... You know, my home is set up for lots of learning opportunities. So we might play a game later on that day after school is done. But when we say an end to the school day, you know, put away the books and the papers and and just live, right? Just um, make dinner together and talk about, you know, oh, the sunset tonight is gorgeous. Or did you know that um, we're going to have a full moon tonight? What kind of full moon it is? Yeah, everything is not a classroom. We're learning all the time, but we're not always in school. It's just that yeah. whole thing of being interested in things and making it part of your life. But right. for us, it was we had that definite classroom time with the books, like the paper and pencil, academic stuff. But we were learning all the time. And I didn't always tell the kids I was counting something for school or I realized that they were learning and I might be jotting a note to myself that we had learned something. But you don't want your kids to feel like they never get out of school. They just want to enjoy learning. Right. And you need to be their parent, not just their teacher. And apparently this episode was very interesting to our listeners because it was one of the top listened to episodes in 2021. Oh, the top 10 was one of the top 10? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. Funny. That is funny. Well, after that, we talked about seven steps to graduate your student. And um, I have heard some feedback from some people who are getting into those upper years and didn't really know how to get started. And they found that one really helpful. Well, I think that episode is always going to be helpful to people when they start walking in those high school years. And again, I think it's a good episode because it 
gives you information to start acting on early on when your child gets into high school so you can plan ahead. It's awfully hard to go back and catch up. So I think that anyone who has a child in eighth grade or going into high school would really enjoy that episode. I think so. And it doesn't hurt to know what's coming down the pike, even if you have elementary school students, because a lot of people are just not sure what you have to do. Like it seems like this big unknown. And so knowing that there are some steps to take, I mean, there's just some a sequence of events you need to follow. It takes some of the pressure off. Like, don't have to worry about that. When it comes time, people have laid out the steps and just do the next thing. But I think it's good to know what's coming. I agree with you. I, I know that when I was looking at graduating my kids, I got kind of nervous and sweaty. <laughs> Well, the third episode of 2021 was a fun one. It was Holidays Every Day. Melody, do you remember that one? Yes, that was so fun. Uh, Since then, I have checked into the website that we linked in the show notes every now and then to see what holiday it might be or just every now and then because that was so much fun. It was fun. And sometimes when I see what the the day is, um, I avoid telling my son. Yeah, because I don't want him to know, like, if it's National Ice Cream Day. And I, I gloss over some of those, but they do make life so much more fun and uh, give more variety to our days. Well, they were. And at this time of the year, I'm always, you know, looking for a calendar for the next year. And this year, I'm kind of looking for one that tells me what the holidays are. And so I haven't found the one I want yet. But after that, I, we used to have so much fun with that with the kids because we would decorate, go out all out for the big holidays but it's fun to know about those little ones like peanut brittle day and I don't know wear a tie day there's just so many different funny things that um I really did like that and I want to go back and listen myself again actually so Melody I don't know if you remember we actually said that we were going to talk about what holidays our episodes were airing on and then we didn't do it and as a matter of fact the day that this episode airs December 28th um, has some fun holidays to celebrate national call a friend day call your friends people national download day um that's super funny and national card playing day which i actually love playing cards so those are yeah and that's the um nationalday.com website that has those holidays listed for each day of the year there are also um a couple other ones that oh National Chocolate Candy Day is December 28th, but I I might not tell my son about that one. (laughs) So listeners, if you would like us to tell you what the national days are for each time our episodes are coming out, let us know. Contact us, you know, through Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email. Right. Or if they find something interesting, they could always, you can always pop that in the Facebook group. It's always fun to know what everybody's doing. Yes, exactly. You know, I'd rather be playing around on Facebook than, I don't know, like wash the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Our next podcast was on teaching kids with learning challenges. And I know that that resonated with a lot of our listeners. So many people who pulled their children out discovered some learning challenges that they might not have been aware of. Other people are dealing with that on a daily basis. And we're looking for tips and helps for how to manage those as part of your life. 
Yes, it was actually the most popular episode of 2021. And I think that sometimes when we hear about learning challenges, we feel like we're not qualified as homeschool parents to um, address those learning challenges. And that episode had a lot of good tips for people to use. Just things even as easy as getting a pencil grip to help your child with their pencil. It was a very practical episode. And and I think the takeaway was that, yes, you can homeschool your child with learning challenges. You can. You know them better than anybody else. Another popular episode and one of my favorites was homeschooling in the dark ages. And of course, we're not talking about, you know, the 1100s, but about when you and I actually began homeschooling. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I keep seeing things on the on Facebook where it says, Oh, by the way, folks, you know, 1990 was, you know, 30 years ago. Um, And so it's kind of weird to think that you and I started homeschooling, you know, maybe a generation of people ago. It's true, but sometimes I'm amazed that some of the things that were challenging to us back in those days are still challenging people. And there's still some questions. People still ask some of the same questions, which is interesting to me. Uh, mostly that socialization question you think would be laid to rest at this point, but I still hear people asking. I took my son to his annual checkup and his pediatrician was grilling me on what kinds of things do we do to get with other people? And after I started laying out, oh, you know, we (laughs) go to a social group and we're involved in church and we have activities with other friends and he does these, uh, you know, PE type things. You could see the the doctor's face like relax, like, okay, they're not stuck at home being weirdos. Socialization is a concern. That's always been the first thing anybody's ever asked me uh, about homeschooling. And the other thing is, uh, where do you get your materials? And it's interesting because, like we talked about in one of our episodes, there are still the same basic approaches to homeschooling. And... There's a wide variety of materials. Materials are are continually being developed. And so, yeah, Homeschooling in the Dark Ages was, I think, really a fun episode. And it was fun to see that some things are different and some things are still the same. It was fun. And it was just fun to walk down memory lane during that one. But I also liked when we talked about homeschool fitness because uh, I was at the beginning of like re- reinventing my routine so that I was getting in some workouts and because I wanted to feel better. And uh, this year, some of my daughters were doing some really intense workouts, getting ready to go rucking, and they wanted to drop some pounds so they could carry a lighter weight or they just wanted to get in shape. So our whole family was kind of in a fitness awareness, maybe is the better way to say that this year, which might For me, anyway, it kind of started when you and I were talking about homeschool fitness. I think fitness is really important um, as a lifestyle. You know, we have a lifestyle of learning. I think we should have a lifestyle of fitness as well. And I love that episode because we talked about things such as sports that your kids can be involved in, but also getting involved in fitness activities that you can enjoy for a lifetime. I really love that episode. Of course, you know, I like to work out. I'm well, always, <laughs> you're always, always working out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this month uh, hasn't been as good as I would have liked it to be. Uh, but I'm eyeing a really fun workout to start in January. 
So we'll have to I'll have to report on how that's going. It looks pretty intense, and I think I'm really ready to ratchet it up a level. <laughs> yeah, I'm just ready to get back into a routine. There's so many things going on this month and last that that kind of got pushed out of the side, mostly because I like to start out in the morning with my routine. I maybe just have to adjust my expectations. But I like to do my workout first and hit the floor running after that. And I had to get up and leave and go do things early. And by the time I got home, well, I said to myself, I didn't feel like it, but I probably should have done it anyway. I probably would have felt great. So I agree. Actually, I have changed the part of the day when I do my workouts. And so now a lot of times I'm doing a workout about 530 or six o'clock. My son, um, he's allowed to get online and play video games with his friends. And then I say, okay, well, I'm getting in a workout and I'll put on uh, my walking uh, DVDs that I enjoy using. So, yeah, I've had to change that up and I feel great. Even though it seems like a weird time of the day to work out, I work out and then I make dinner. But it has worked. It just I think that's the other thing is that if you want to make fitness part of your life, you have to understand that you may not always be doing your fitness activities at that time of the day that you think you want to do it, but put it in at the time of the day when you have that little spot. And so maybe you work out at nine at night while your kid's taking a shower. I don't know. But it is important to make that date with yourself every day. Right. It's important and it's part of taking care of yourself. And so this year has been one of those years where I'm thinking about things that I need to take care of myself and my physical body so that I can, you know, enjoy health for years to come. It's important. It is important. It's really important. You know what else is important? Getting your kids to listen. Boy, yes, it is. (laughs) Yes. And I love that episode. Help, my kid won't listen. Because every one of us has had that happen. It's not like, you know, somebody's going to be a parent and go through their lives and their kids are just going to blissfully obey and do everything they want. That's not that's not anything that ever happens. We all need to know what to do when our kids are not listening. And it it was one of our popular episodes. Well, because we all need to be reminded of different strategies that will work. And I have seen, especially at this time of the year, frustrated parents, trying to get so many things done. And it does seem like the first inclination is to raise your voice, which Mm -hmm. of course doesn't really help the child listen. They kind of stop at that point, but it's not a bad idea to review other ways to help get your kids to listen. And even as a classroom teacher, sometimes you've got several kids that won't listen because they have so much to say. Um, (laughs) It's like, well, okay, it's my turn to talk. But just that whole way to get to know some better ways to get your children's attention, to wait until they are listening before you start talking. You know, I sometimes we just start blabbering away and they are not even aware that their parent is talking to them yet. They're so Mm -hmm. busy with what they're doing. It's like stop and get their attention. But I think that a lot of people were home, spending more time at home, spending more time with their children. And when that happens, you your bad habits start to really be more evident and you have to make some changes. Sure. Or you find out where there are some holes in your yes. skill set and developing a new skill set. Um, it's one thing to, you know, spend time with your kids um, after they've come home from school. And, you know, you're involved in making dinner and talking about what happened during the day, maybe taking them to some sports. But when you're spending all day, every day together, you need a little bit uh, new skills in your toolkit. Well, it's never ending. And that's 
one of the things we talked about when we talked about in the school year and not the learning. So like your children are always learning, but you are always learning as a parent too. You know, um, it's the most fun thing to me about homeschooling is that I have continued to learn things that I didn't know before while I am educating my child. Um, And we talk a lot in uh, the Charlotte Mason realm about kids making connections. But I got to tell you, there are a lot of times when I'm making connections and I'm so excited. I would think, oh, well, that little tidbit of information. So um, I'm an Episcopalian and every week we recite the Nicene Creed. Mm -hmm. And I never knew where that came from until I was reading a book with my son where it talked all about how that came to be. And I was like, wow, I'm so (laughs) excited. Um, That's awesome. Made a connection and I I grew a new wrinkle in my brain. Um, So when we end the school year, we still have lots of fun learning things we can do. It's just not pencil and paper normally. It's just not, um, you know, worksheets and, and academics, but we continue learning and that's our learning lifestyle. We observe cool things as we go along with our, with our families, you know, hanging out at the park with some friends or going swimming. We're going to see some cool things. We're going to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that it is good for children to see that enthusiasm in their parents, that learning is fun and we get excited about things. And, you know, we all joke about being goofy because we get so excited over these little things, but it is exciting. I think it's fun to learn new things. I love learning new things. And uh, sometimes when history started to fall into place much more clearly when I was teaching my children, then when I went through it the first time as a student, it's like now I've got that bigger picture and I'm putting in more details as they're learning it. And knowing that I don't worry too much if they don't catch all the details because I know they'll get it again. Well, yeah. And that's part of growing as a home educator, which is an episode I really enjoyed. That's one of my favorites. And Mine too. Yeah. I think that when we start homeschooling, um, we don't really see ourselves as teachers. But we are teachers. We, we're teachers from the moment our child is born and we're teaching them that we're going to take care of them when they have a need. And we're teaching them things, you know, later on, uh, what's safe to do. And so it's a natural extension to teach your children academic subjects. But for some reason, we don't give ourselves credit um, as being an educator. And that, I loved this episode because it encouraged all of the listeners who are homeschooling to really start thinking about themselves in a more serious way, not so that they can ring a bell and, you know, take attendance, not that, but just because I think that when we feel like we know what we're doing or that we really, uh, it gives us validation. Right. And then you feel confident in what you're doing and your children can sense that and they take you a little more seriously also. That's true. Because when your kids think that you don't know what you're doing, boy, can they just really... (laughs) Can they just really give you a ride that you don't want to be on? I mean, I don't know how that works, but they see right through you. (laughs) Oh, they do. Going along with that one, growing as a home educator, we talked about summer school for parents, which was one of my favorites because it was that reminder to keep up with personal development, like year round, not just actually not just a break in the summer, but using the time that's available to pursue some of your own interests. And I I know it took me a few years of homeschooling to realize that that was absolutely a good use of my time. 
Yes, it's very invigorating when you have something that's just for yourself. It makes you feel fresher, I think. Oh, I think so. It's just like when I don't know if we'll have in-person book fairs and conventions again, but going to a convention like that was always really refreshing because I could learn new things and be exposed to new ideas and, uh, of course, bring home more books. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm packing a lot of that now thinking, wow, do I? Do I need, have I read all these? And I have and gained from them, but I just love learning from those. You learn new ideas from each book that you read and those authors as they're sharing their experiences. And it's just important to keep on growing as a person and not to lose yourself in homeschool, like that you were multifaceted. That's not the only thing we do. So we want to make sure we develop all of our, all of our personality and not just like our teacher muscle, but you're a parent, but you're also, you know, like I love to garden and I love to do all kinds of needlework. That's important too. I agree. One of the things that I do for myself during the summer is I take time to read things that I might not have time to read during the year, or I take time to just waste time. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'll just. It's relaxing and resting. and Exactly. And summer school doesn't mean you have to do academics, although I do also like to refresh my brain for things that I will be teaching the next school year, particularly if it's been a while since I've taught a certain thing. Um, you know, when I get into high, the high school years with my kids, I do like to revisit algebra and geometry a bit. Um, so I'm not just constantly looking at the teacher book when I'm working with my kids on those topics. So yeah, Summer School for Parents was a really fun episode, and I think it gave people a lot of ideas. Well, the episode after Summer School for Parents was the importance of a liberal arts education. And as a Charlotte Mason homeschooler, that's what I'm pursuing is a liberal arts education for my child. And I think people responded pretty well to that. I think so. A lot of the times we're not sure what people mean. And so we listen in to learn a little bit more. But we do definitely want to provide a really well-rounded base of knowledge for our children. Yes. An over-reliance on one topic or another will give our students an imbalance in what they've learned. That was actually one of our shortest episodes for the year. And I listened to that one myself because I didn't get to record with you. And even though it was short, it had a lot of really good information. Oh, well, thank you. I enjoyed making it. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll wrap up 2021 and take a look forward at 2022. There's a chill in the air. Colorful lights brighten the neighborhood and the shopping malls bustle with activity. It's the end of the year, and that means it's a perfect time to make a transcript for your high school student. Having to do a bunch of laborious calculations at an already busy time is like getting a lump of coal in your stocking. That's why Transcript Maker calculates GPA for you. Just enter the grades and credits for your student, and the grade point average appears on the transcript. It's just like magic. Delivering gifts all over the world in a flying sleigh? Transcript Maker keeps your transcript in the cloud so you can access it anywhere you need it, even in a chimney. Only 12 days of Christmas? Transcript Maker offers a 14-day free trial so you can check it out for yourself before you subscribe. And listeners of the Happy Homeschooler podcast can save 20% off their subscription with our exclusive coupon code, HAPPY. That's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps. Ho, 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 Merry Transcripts. Welcome back to the podcast. 
In the first half of this episode, we focused on the podcast that aired the first half of the year. And now we're going to discuss the episodes at the second half of the year, at which time we focused a lot on our How to Teach series. We started off with How to Teach Math. And um, I liked that we started off with that one because a lot of people have a little bit of math phobia or maybe they don't re realize that when you're the mom or dad teaching, you have the teacher's guide to help you. That's true. And it was a great relief to me to have a teacher's guide when I had a face teaching math. It's not my favorite subject. Uh, in the elementary school years, I'm really comfortable with it. Um, as you get up to high school, it becomes a little more intimidating. But having the teacher guide was always a comfort to me. And it was a very uh, well-received episode. It had a lot of listens, too. So I think our, our listeners have the same feelings about math that I do. <laughs> Probably so. And I hope that it was helpful to dispel some of those, like, intimidating things about math. Mostly, like you said, elementary math it seems to be more intuitive, but we, some of us just don't know what to do when we get into formulas and proofs and geometry and all the more detailed math in the upper levels. I like math. I really enjoy it. And I wanted it to make sense for the my children. So we worked on that quite a lot. Tried to find ways to pull math lessons out of everyday life. Well, even though you like math, I still like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we're, you. <laughs> we're, we're twins about a lot of things, but that math thing, that that is not where we click, I don't think. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know. I had to say it. The next thing we, we did in our How to Teach series was how to teach reading. I remember when I had to start teaching my oldest daughter. She had been in public school before she started homeschooling. And I thought she knew how to read. But when I started working with her, I realized that she didn't. And it was hard for me to remember how I learned to read because I had been reading for such a long time. So I felt a little intimidated uh, getting started. And I think that Talking to people about how to teach reading is really helpful because we have to learn to read so then we can read to learn. I really enjoyed our next episode on game schooling when we had Jennifer return. Jennifer Jones debuted in our learning challenges episode, but she came back to talk about game schooling. And that episode was so fun because she has such good ideas and so many ideas. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've played games with my kids, um, but never did I think of actually structuring all of our educational activities by using games. And there are people that are actually doing that. So I felt like I learned a lot during that episode. Oh, me too. Like it's just in addition to regular games that we played for fun. I was I, it helped us to realize that there are educational aspects to just normal games that you play. But I did love the way that that like opened up the whole new category of learning games. Yes. And one of the things I learned in that episode from Jennifer was that you can order blank games on, I think, Amazon to create your own games. And I thought, wow, that would be a really fun family activity. Oh, I'll tell you, that is fun. My kids used to make up games. Sometimes the games hard to understand <laughs> they knew what they were doing and they tape pieces of paper together and make cards and make these big games so i would love to have been able to get them like actual game boards to draw on 
because as I said before, I'm packing and I have pulled some things off the shelf that are these games, these long game boards with like three pieces of paper taped together. And it's so much fun. All their young handwriting and all their little cards and things. And sometimes they went with something we were studying and sometimes they were just all over the place, but it was fun. <laughs> and um, we learn a lot through games. Yes, yes, we really do. The next episode that we did following game schooling was the Homeschool Survival Guide Volume 2. And that is actually our most popular episode on YouTube. Really? A lot of people feel like they're needing some survival help, I guess. Yeah, well, I think that you don't realize some things that you're going to be experiencing until you're actually in the middle of it. So I think that that episode has a lot of information for people who are getting used to homeschooling and wondering, you know, how do I fit all the parts of my life together with homeschooling thrown into the mix? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it has been a challenging year overall for a lot of people. And I know I'm not alone in uh, loss and different stresses that occurred throughout the year. So there's that element, too, now that I think about it, not just Homeschooling is challenging by itself, but when you add in all the other things that are going on for people, uh, some aspects of last year were really tough. I guess it's still the, I guess it's still this year. <laughs> I'm ready to move still this on. this year for a little, <laughs> for a little bit, but it it seemed like an exceptionally long year. We thought 2020 was a long year, and 2021 was like, hold my beer. <laughs> so I'm glad there were some good tips in there for um, homeschool survival. Sometimes it is knowing when to shift gears and what to what's really important and what you don't need to stress over indeed you know what i feel like i should go back and listen to that episode again (laughs) and then of course after that we returned to our how to teach series and talked about writing which i know you are a writer and that might have been one of your favorites it is my favorite. Um, I love to write and grammar makes sense to me. So I actually have to temper myself when I'm working with my kids, uh, not to just throw all of my knowledge at them at one time. But yeah, writing is important. We have to have the ability to communicate, um, not only verbally, but in writing. And so I think that that's right up there with reading and math. Mm-hmm. Really important. And I'm working with middle schoolers right now and teaching composition and I continue to stress that we talk about grammar and all these little bitty important parts because I want them to be able to convey their meaning to their uh, audience and so occasionally I find on social media some really garbled posts and we've been looking at those to figure out like how do we make this clear this does not make sense why Do we need this extra phrase? Do we need this clause? Is there punctuation missing? And somehow some real life examples like that have have made it a little more interesting to them. And just going back to learn a little bit more about communicating and writing gives you a chance to polish what you're trying to say and make sure that every word counts. Well, another solo episode that I hosted was the Pandemic Homeschooling in 2021 episode. And we just updated advice uh, that we had given in 2020 because some things actually had changed and we I felt like we needed a, a few more bits of information to share with our listeners. So let us know if you think we should do a pandemic homeschooling episode in 2022. I, I hope we don't have to, but you know, it's kind of hanging out there. 
I really enjoyed listening to the next episode, Traveling While Homeschooling, because you were joined by Jennifer Jones for that one, and y'all shared some really fun traveling ideas. Oh, yeah. Jennifer has that traveling and homeschooling thing just perfected. And if you ever see her Facebook posts, I mean, you just want to jump in her car and go with her. And it's inspiring to know that we can all incorporate some traveling into our homeschooling. And everything you go and do doesn't have to be a field trip either. It can just be part of your learning lifestyle and it's fun. And I think that she's really mastered that type of it's part of life. It's not a separate learning activity necessarily. She does get a lot of learning in there when she's traveling, but it's natural for them. Mm -hmm. And then you came back and we discussed our companion piece to how to teach writing, which was penmanship, um, cursive writing and typing. I always like to talk about those actual physical writing skills because there's still some, not controversy, discussion. There's still some discussion about how much cursive matters. And many of my grandchildren are at that learning to write phase. And so I get to watch the way they're forming their letters and how they're learning. And um, that just fascinates me about the way that children learn. It has some things has to do like until they're ready and they see the little details, their writing is so, well, it's so sweet. But the, every E has like 10 lines. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know, the letter A looks like a triangle. And I have a lot of things on my refrigerator with very childish handwriting and little pictures. And I love it. It's really fun. And it's fun to see the genesis of how they can take in information when you add cursive to their repertoire. So recently, my son has been learning cursive this year. And we were reading a book, uh, George Washington's World, and it has George Washington's cursive handwriting and John Hancock, because it talks about people who were his contemporaries. And my son was looking at it, and he could read some Aww. of the cursive written signatures, which he may have had more difficulty doing if he hadn't been introduced to cursive. So I, I do think, and I think we laid out the case in our episode, that cursive is important and well worth trying to teach it. Right. And then we moved back into our How to Teach series and talked about science. And we started with teaching science to K to eight, which for me was always so easy because they're so interested in the world. And it's a delight to see the world when they're discovering things for the first time and learning why things are the way they are and watch a plant grow from seed. All those little hands-on kind of that whole aspect of science in the elementary grades is really fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun and it, it covers so many different aspects of science because you can study nature things. So you get to study plants and animals and you can do really fun experiments and you can eat some of your science projects. So what what's not to like in that grade level? Oh, I like it all then. It's only later when people get a little bit intimidated by high school science that they forget to have fun with science. Yeah, so high school science is intimidating. But there's lots of ways to uh, to teach it, either to teach it yourself, which we gave lots of great tips on, or to have that as uh, somebody else teaching it for you, which also is comforting to know if you really don't feel up to the task. And then Jennifer Jones joined us for her final time this year in our What is Unschooling episode. And by that time, we'd all enjoyed working together so much, we invited her to join the podcast. Next episode, she'll be joining us as a regular host. And I just have to say that it's been so much fun for me to get to keep bringing on my best buddies to hang out with and talk about homeschooling. 
it's fun when you like what you do <laughs> and the people you do it with right and i really did enjoy hearing from jennifer and learning that i was unintentionally an intentional unschooler <laughs> like, that was well, really eye-opening <laughs> Yes, I think that she did uh, take away the mystery of unschooling and make it seem much more doable and much more um, normal. I think people have some funny ideas when they hear unschooling and it makes them want to run in the other direction. But unschooling is a very natural learning lifestyle way to teach your children. It sure is. And then, of course, last time we talked about making music a part of your life which was a really lovely way to start wrapping up the year. I, especially at this time of the year when we have so many carols and those traditions. We have songs that we traditionally listen to every year. It makes it feel like Christmas. And I just really did enjoy all the good ideas that were in that episode. I do too. And we just experienced that this morning in my own home. My son hasn't been feeling very well and he's been wanting to watch a lot of junkie TV. And I said, you know, instead, let's listen to Christmas carols. So um, we put on our a Pandora channel of Christmas carols. And it's really funny to me when certain songs come up, what his associations are with them. And so uh, when Rocking Around the Christmas Tree came up, he said, oh, Home Alone. Oh. <laughs> And when I hear it, I think back to when I was a kid and the song was fairly new. So wow. uh, yeah, he, he has some ideas of songs uh, associated with TV shows in which he first heard those songs or in uh, in Christmas movies. So music, uh, you know, it just wears grooves in our brain and it teaches us and it inspires us and it encourages us. And it's really important to have music as part of your life. After discussing what we did in 2021, we want to end the episode discussing what we're looking forward to in 2022. Of course, we just mentioned that Jennifer Jones is going to be joining us as a host, but we also have some plans in the works that we want to share with you. Yes, we're going to have an expanded graduation episode where we talk about some other aspects of getting your kid ready for graduation that we didn't discuss in our first episode. Right. And we want to do more of the focused learning challenges episodes, which we promise, but we haven't done them yet because we want to do it right with the right people. We're waiting for certain experts. And I'm especially excited about our second anniversary, which will be July 14th. I can hardly believe that, you know, in about seven months, we'll be celebrating the second year of the Happy Homeschooler podcast. That's really exciting. It seems like it flew by. Of course, we just said it was a really young, long year, but it did seem like the episodes went by pretty quickly. And then, of course, our next episode, January 11th, will be on the unexpected benefits of homeschooling, which I am really looking forward to talking about. I am, too. And I'm looking forward to having Jennifer on. Um, it's going to be a really fun year having a third co-host. Absolutely. I can't wait. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to enter our holiday giveaway on Facebook and Instagram at Happy Homeschool Pod. I'm Melody. I'm Holly. See you in 2022. Hi, this is your host, Melody Gillum. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-host is Holly Williams-Urbach. This episode was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway, and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find her music on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. 
If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or, as always, tell people about us. That's encouraging. Well, that's encouraging because I feel like, you know, a cotton-headed ninny muggin. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muggin. <laughs>